0: Welcome to the Podcast of Faith. I'm Caitlin and new here. I'm a busy farming mama of four, so you're likely to hear kids or animals or even Westerns playing in the background. But I'm here because I love Jesus and Jesus loves me. And because of that, I grew tired of trudging through the muck of life without him and decided to chase after him and what he has for me instead. I'm not a great public speaker, but I've got a purpose here. I can feel that. So instead of running from it, I'm going to run to it and see what God has for me. I don't know a lot, but I've learned a few things, and I'd love to share them with you. Here goes it. Welcome. Good morning, good evening, whatever time you're listening. Um, If you hear anything in the background, it's probably my beloved robot vacuum. And I'm drinking coffee in the living room before the kids have fully woken up just to set the scene. It's really hard to um, talk to people when you're not looking at them. Um, So I've even told my husband, like, I might have you, like, sit in just so I can see your face and talk to you because podcasts are really hard. um, Even when I feel like, I've been called to share something, so let's get to it. I was listening to a sermon on um, wisdom, and one of the scriptures used was 1 Samuel 3 about God speaking to Samuel at night. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers that one, but it's the one where, you know, Samuel is a boy, and Eli, he was called to serve Eli um, the prophet and where he was woken up, you know, three times. And Eli finally realizes that, Hey, um, you know, God is trying to speak to you. So go back to bed. And, and when he calls you again, say, you know, here I am God, but there are some things that stood out to me in that set of scripture that has not stood out to me before. And, in verse 1 it says meanwhile the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. That's all he did. He served the Lord as a boy by assisting by helping. And in verse 2 it says Eli who was almost blind by now. And then I jump to looking at verse 13. I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God, and he hasn't disciplined them. And I had to stop right there because even in Eli's old age, when he was almost blind, he was still expected to discipline his children. And many times over the years, I've thought back to this speaker I heard tell a group of hurting mamas that they are not responsible for their grown children's sins that they reared them and trained them up and they are to pray that they'll return to the Lord as they were raised but they need to stop walking around carrying their prodigal children's burdens on their shoulders and I guess I often think about it because it didn't fully sit right in my Gut with me, and that yeah, that carrying someone else's sins is is not meant for my shoulders, and I get that but but where do I go now, looking at this set of scripture in first Samuel three, where Eli's told that he didn't discipline them, and this is why judgment's coming upon his family forever. So I asked God for understanding in it. Help me see it how you see it, Father. And John 5 is the answer I got. And I was like, but Lord, isn't that the feeding of the 5,000? No, actually, that's the next chapter. So this is Jesus healing the lame man. So John 5 verses 1 through 15. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holidays, holy days. Inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, You can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, The man who healed me told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that? They demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you then the man went and told the jewish leaders that it was jesus who had healed him <clears throat> the sheep gate it just hits different since we started raising sheep last year and working with them you see how much guidance and care they need and thrive off of it's astounding but in the scripture Would you like to get well? I can't, sir. How often do I also answer Jesus this way? I can't. Like, the healing comes for me. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. What limited perspective I often carry. And Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly. The man was healed. So he let some things get in the way, right? Something else that I heard from that message about wisdom where there are five things that will cause you to miss out on wisdom. And I think this was John Kilpatrick. I can't really remember the man's name. But number one was the spirit of the world. Number two fatigue number three pride number four laziness too lazy to pursue the lord and number five religion and i kind of see all of that play out in this set of scripture but i also see that playing out in my own life where i have let things get in the way I've been too busy, I've been too distracted, and and I get too caught up in in the world and what's going on around me. Fatigue? Absolutely. Pride, I see it. And and have I put other things before? Like I just really would rather lay here or get in the scroll hole of social media. Instead of pursuing the Lord at certain time in the morning, at night, whatever, whatever it may be. And something else he also said in that sermon was, Am I expecting God to just connect with my Holy Spirit and speak to me in the busyness of the day when I am, you know, super distracted? And, and what am I doing in the times when I need to be quiet and listen? So you see, in my weakness is where he displays his strength. And I think about this lame man. He, he put so many things ahead of his healing and he tried to put his healing in his own hands. When when the healing doesn't come from Him. So the healing, the power, the authority doesn't come from me. But He calls me to walk in it. When I walk in it, others see it and start asking questions. I'm no longer in competition with others to get to the pool, to the bubbles first. I'm carrying my mat and walking and called not to sin anymore. But see also, Jesus came to that man when the man was 38 at least, right? Don't I still need guidance then? Don't I still need leading then? Don't I still need reminding to pick up my mat and walk then? Don't I still need Jesus to find me and tell me to stop sinning then? Will my children have to answer For their own sins and things on Judgment Day? Yes, I believe that. Absolutely. Just as I will have to. But am I also held accountable for my children here? Yes. I'm still called to be their parent and mama. And all their days, as long as I'm still living and breathing here. Just like these sheep that need me daily. The lambs especially are in my care. And in their weakness... I'm going to try my best to pour in them my strength. And that's what the Father, I think, is trying to show me this morning. In my weakness, He wants to give me His strength for me to walk in. I've got to be willing to quit wallowing in what got me there, to that place. Weighing that mat down and get up and walk in the healing He's placed inside of me. But he's also placed some of that same loving kindness in me as a mama for my children. And I don't want to end up like Eli, who was a great prophet and still, and still held accountable for his children and all his family's judgment, even in the end, in his old age. Was he willing? Was he willing to discipline them? Am I willing? Am I willing to still be the parent, be the mama that I'm called to be in every stage of my kids' lives? It all matters. Not to scare you or me, but to encourage us. I'm sure Eli's children were raised and reared greatly in the house of the Lord. But as they grew older and were found blaspheming God, they needed the discipline of a parent. Just as my parenting changes and how I'm raising my two-year-old versus my four-year-old versus my six-year-old versus my ten-year-old. Lord, continue to give us wisdom and understanding in this area. Father, just help us to, to ask for it. We ask and, and you give. Expand upon it and your word. Because your word does not go out anywhere you send it and not accomplish what you sent it to do. You are mighty and great. And thank you for reminding us of that. And you are loving and faithful and kind in all your ways. Lord Jesus, thank you for for just loving us so much that you chose to sacrifice yourself on the cross. Father God, I am just in awe. Of your faithfulness and love. And that you seek us out. Each day. Father God. We just encounter people who need to experience your love. And guide us to live a life. That shows others what a relationship with you looks like. We love you and ask these things in your son's holy name. Amen.